transparency means honest business practices. Go to Indiegogo.com and search ArtistHouseAuction.com and donate to my campaign. Let me help you profit more yearly. Join BeakOff.com. We have available text ads and banner ads. Pay as you go as well. Have an online store that you have control of. See you at ArtistHouseAuction.com. With Cyber Monday just around the corner, why don't you think about sending some beautiful indoor plants to your loved ones? Colorful plants are the perfect way to brighten up the holidays and the cold days of winter. At Bulbs and Blooms, we ship bulbs, shrubs, trees, perennials, fruit trees, fruit plants, and indoor plants. Give a unique gift this year that will be enjoyed throughout the years to come. Head to bulbsandblooms.com to order now. That's B-U-L-B-S-N-B-L-O-O-M-S dot com. Indie author Kayla Kiker, pen name K, has published five highly reviewed novels this year. These books range in genre from mystery suspense, self-help inspiration, to erotica romance. Kayla is ready to make history as an indie author by selling the most copies of her books in the shortest time ever, and she needs your help. Her challenge to you, buy at least one of her books, available as an ebook at Amazon.com, then share these exciting books with your friends and family. If you're up for the challenge, head to www.pennamek.blogspot.com. Have you heard of vibration training? Vibration training with the Vibe Trainer Pro is scientifically proven technology that provides a therapeutic exercise program for all fitness levels and ages. Benefits include weight loss, strength training, increased balance, circulation, and bone density. You'll also experience an increase in metabolism to give you energy, endorphins that will make you feel like a million bucks, and serotonin that will make you walk with your head held high and put a big smile on your face, all in just 10 to 20 minutes a day. To learn more and order your Vibe Trainer Pro, go to advancedhealthworks.com. That's advancedhealthworks.com. Are you or someone you know a pet lover? Would you love a custom, high-quality, and affordable hand-painted pet portrait? Artist John R. Havrila is unbelievably talented. His paintings are so lifelike, and they need to be seen. Each custom painting comes complete with handmade frame and is ready to hang on your wall. He can combine current and past pets in one portrait, all from your photos. No deposit required, no extra charge for additional pets, and gift cards are available. What are you waiting for? Log on now to order your perfect gift. www.doggiepaintings.com Oh man. I'm just feeling like greatness right now, you know? You ever just have one of those days where you just wake up and everything just goes your way for some reason and you just like, yo, you feeling, you just feeling like, man, you just feeling more awesome. <laughs> yeah. Woke up this morning, saw the sun shining uh-huh. Had a good long sleep, so I was feeling off my feet On top of that, had a stack of pancakes on my plate Side of toast, home fried eggs, and bacon for the taste So of course, was feeling so marvelous uh-huh. Like because the good breakfast looked gorgeous yep. Got to relax, chill, bathe in water, riches uh-huh. How I felt inside, my life felt fixed up uh-huh. No drama after eating that good 
Dirty showering, I bump my music loud as hell No one seems to complain for once Had the beats to do my heart, not restrain for much So I'm scared at this point, it's marvelous It's usually followed by just me and so I said to myself, let's just enjoy this Have a drink, sit back and sing this They got me feeling so marvelous, man
Daily Dose of Weird News is brought to you by Food for the Poor. $44. That'll feed a child for an entire year. When you're out Christmas shopping, do us a favor. Save $44, set it off to the side, and use that to feed a child for an entire year. You can get more information and give right now. Go to DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com and look for the Food for the Poor banner at the top of the page. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. A new report says that last year, over $2 billion in U.S. lottery winnings went unclaimed. Well, you intend to pick up that $50 million check, but then, you know, one thing leads to another. You just never seem to find the time. A man in China was detained for stealing urns from cemeteries and holding them for ransom. The man's accused of stealing 30 urns and getting families to pay a total of $81,000. Now, how does this work? I've kidnapped your grandmother's ashes, and if you don't pay me $5,000 by tomorrow at midnight, your grandmother dies. Uh, Again. Forbes has once again named Vladimir Putin as the world's most powerful person. Dag nabbit. See, now my money was on that woman who was able to get George Clooney married. Speaking of Vlad, there was palpable tension surrounding Vladimir Putin's attendance at the Group of 20 summit in Australia as the Russian leader faces ongoing and intense pressure from the West over Ukraine. President Obama, meanwhile, received a warmer welcome at the University of Queensland. The president walked out on stage to applause and greeted the crowd with, Hello, Brisbane! The only problem with Australia is when I come here, I've got to sit in conference rooms and talk to politicians instead of going to the beach. Sorry, worst Obama impression ever, I know. You see how relaxing life can be when you don't go around invading other countries and shooting down planes unprovoked. So you're at the movies, and the person in front of you has her phone, and she's tapping away merrily. Well, it's the previews, so okay, who really cares? Well, Okay, well now the movie has started. Still annoying, but okay. Five minutes in, that's kind of pushing it. Well, that's when witnesses at a theater in Hollywood say one man in the audience politely asked a woman to put her phone away. She allegedly responded by spraying mace in the guy's face. Fortunately, he was watching Dumb and Dumber 2, so it actually improved his cinematic experience. Irish teacher Katie Morenon, who teaches English as a second language worldwide, has reportedly been refused a job at a school in South Korea where she has applied to teach. She was turned down, the letter she received read, because of concern over her reputation, that is, stereotype, that Irish people are drunks. You know what? I'm a, I am offended 
by this story. In fact, as soon as I'm done here, I may need to cool off with a Guinness before going on with the rest of my day. In an effort to stay away from the tyrant's financial system, ISIS is planning to mint its own currency in gold, silver, and copper. Gee, where do they find the time? I mean, with all the fighting and beheadings. Police in Southern California have arrested a suspected calf rustler after a cow was found in the back seat of his car. Riverside Animal Services spokesman John Welsh says an officer approached Cesar Zamora Santana last week when Santana was spotted loitering outside an auto shop. When the officer looked inside Santana's vehicle, he saw a calf lying in the back seat. Santana told police that he bought the animal for $200 at a gas station. Santana was arrested on suspicion of transporting livestock without proof of ownership or identifying information. Leather seats, they are so hard to maintain. Since when do gas stations sell cattle? An underwear bandit is actively stealing women's undergarments in Kodiak, Alaska. Alaska state troopers say there's been a rash of burglaries reported lately. People have returned to their homes to find items, mostly women's underwear, missing. Fisherman Hannah Clark said she began noticing items had been moved around in her home when she returned from fishing trips last summer. But she didn't connect those incidents to her missing underwear until she heard the news. Clark says she can't believe there's an actual underwear bandit. Clark jokes at least the thief has good taste after taking her recent $150 shipment from Victoria's Secret. Now, that's going to be an interesting police lineup there. Okay, number four, uh, show us your underwear. Okay, ma'am, are those your panties? President Obama said on ABC this week that the American people are ready for a new leader. The president said, I think the American people, you know, they're going to want that new car smell. You know, they want to drive something off the lot that, that doesn't have as much mileage as me. Right. As if we took him to Presmax and traded him in today, he'd be cool with it. The man who drove his 18-wheeler onto a narrow walkway at a Milwaukee park, getting it stuck on a footbridge, says his GPS device is to blame. The 50-year-old driver had been cited for reckless driving and failing to obey road signs, and for refusing to stop and ask for directions. In other words, he's charged with being a typical male driver. Researchers say that they have perfected a liquid coating that, if used inside bottles, could help you easily get out all the remaining toothpaste or ketchup. This could also mean an end to stories about bears getting their heads stuck in jars of honey or Charlie Sheen in a bottle of scotch. A recent study finds that multitasking is not a good thing. According to research from Stanford University, multitasking hurts overall productivity and also affects your ability to recall information and slows you down. Additional research shows that it can even lower your IQ. According to the relevant magazine report, a team of researchers looked at MRI scans of people who spent a lot of time doing things like texting and watching television at the same time and found that they had lower brain density, which pretty much explains teenagers. Well, this being Thanksgiving week in the U.S., it seems an appropriate time to mention that Americans fail to eat around 40% of the food on their plates and toss out the equivalent of $165 billion in leftovers each year. So, yeah, uh, we eat too much and then we're wrong. Or we push away from the dinner table and we're still wrong. Yeah. 
Police say a 68-year-old Utah man was taken into custody after he threatened his teenage daughter with a loaded rifle after accusing her of cheating in a game of Battleship. Police suspect that he was drinking. Yep, that would have been my guess, too. Well, it's happened again. I was overlooked again this year for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. That honor went to some no-name nobody named Chris Hemsworth. A teacher in Idaho is in some hot water after killing and skinning a rabbit in class to show students where their food comes from. The teacher killed the rabbit in front of 16 students by snapping its neck at Columbia High School. The rabbit was then skinned and cut up in front of the 10th graders. The school official says the demonstration is not part of the biology curriculum. Well, okay, but nobody in that class has given teacher any back talk since then. When he was arrested at his Chicago home back in 2012 for hacking, Jeremy Hammond was the FBI's most wanted cyber criminal. In a profile of the 29-year-old's life behind bars, the Associated Press discovered that Hammond's encrypted computer was protected by a password named after his cat, Chewy123. That was his password. A professional cyber criminal has an easily hacked password like Chewy123. Well, that, that makes me feel a whole lot better about my password of password123. I'm just going to stick with that for everything, I guess. Men in China who want to get an idea what their pregnant wives are experiencing can visit a hospital where they can get hooked up to a machine that will deliver electric shocks to the abdomen. Then they have to go stand on the sidewalk where random strangers come by and rub their bellies. Bruce Jenner's 88-year-old mother, Esther Jenner, is happy her son got divorced. She calls Kris Jenner controlling. Ma Jenner adds, I don't know why she is. I don't think she treated anybody very well. She could insult you with a big smile on her face. What do you do with a person like that? You're going to avoid them if possible. She was backstabbing as far as my grandchildren were concerned, and that is something I can't stand. She's domineering. It's do it her way or there's no way. I had very little to do with Chris. I stayed away from her as much as I could. Man, you know, don't you hate the way people just dodge questions nowadays like that in order to be politically correct? Like, why can't this woman just come right on out and tell us how she really feels about Chris Jenner? Please. Well, things spun out of control in Ferguson, Missouri Monday night as portions of the city were basically set on fire after the decision not to indict police officer Darren Wilson was announced. All right, now, who makes this kind of announcement at night? You make this announcement during the day and preferably during a snowstorm. This, this, this should have been done in Buffalo. Chuck Hagel has resigned as Secretary of Defense. It's rumored he wanted to step down in time to get a good place in line for the Black Friday sales. That's your daily dose of weird news. I'm Darren Marlar. You can find more weird news anytime, anywhere with the new Daily Dose of Weird News app. It's free at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Are the cords for your cell phone or tablets a mess? Are you tired of tangled and loose cords? Get the Cord Cocoon. It's a new, easy-to-use accessory designed to store and protect the cords for your cell phones and tablets. It's simple to use. Visit them at cordcocoon.com and amazon.com. The Cord Cocoon makes a great stocking stuffer or gift for the holidays. Portion of proceeds will be donated to charity. 
Visit cordcocoon.com. We all can get beaten down by life circumstances and become content with mediocrity or even delve down into the pits of depression. We slip into a numb world that becomes our couch. What if instead we could be inspired to finding true happiness by being actively involved on our life's trail? CouchToTrail.com will inspire you to do just that as you follow one man's journey from couch to trail. Please visit CouchToTrail.com to follow along, show support, donate funds, and be inspired. That website again is Couch, C-O-U-C-H, the number two, Trail, T-R-A-I-L, dot com. Attention all sports fans. Are you looking for some amazing customized items for your man cave? Visit GatorMats.com. Licensed by the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, and most colleges. They offer fan mats of your favorite sports teams. This high-quality made fan mat will take your fan cave to the next level. Check out GatorMats.com for fan mats, car mats, even shower mats. They got you covered. Every custom fan mat is made in the USA and promises to satisfy by every fan. That's GatorMats.com. Makes a great gift idea. All your friends will want one. Get yours today at GatorMats.com. The sports fan mats like no other. Glastic water bottle. A shatterproof glass water bottle. It's great for any liquid because everything tastes best in glass. A leak-proof lid you can close and toss on the couch without worry. Chances are it won't ever break, but if it does, no worries, the glass is safely contained inside a protective outer shell so you won't have a dangerous mess to clean up. You can safely remove the broken glass and get replacements. Go to GlasticWaterBottle.com to get your very own Glastic Bottle today. That's GlasticWaterBottle.com. G-L-A-S-S. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Thank you for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. Our elephant today is not necessarily uh, something that we don't want to talk about. We want to actually bring the men into this equation. You've met the ladies, the sisters of E-Weight. Now you're going to get to hear about an extension of that organization. So I'm welcoming back at this time Regina and Pam. Welcome back, sisters of E-Weight. How are you? We're awesome, Captain. How are you? Wonderful. I am wonderful. I always love it when you guys are doing something, whether it's another event or just promoting e-weight, but now you have a new organization that you are getting ready to launch, and I want to know all about it. Tell the This Needs to Be Said audience all about living like a boss. Of course, that stands for something, just like e-weight does. So 
clue us in. I don't know who's going to take the lead on this one, Pam or Regina. Who who's going to go first here? You know, all right, Regina. You know, (laughs) I just knew Pam was going to jump right up. (laughs) All right. Well, yes, living like a boss is um, the men's division of our eBay organization, and we actually launched it just over a year ago. And boss does stand for business, occupation, Mm -hmm. service, and significance. And it actually came from men that I was meeting as I traveled who said that someone should do for men the same thing we were doing for women. And my answer was always the same. That sounds great, but a man should do it. <laughs> it's not my lane. It's not what I've been called to do. And then uh-huh. I had a pastor who prophesied to me years ago that I would work with men the same way I work with women. And I had a thought one night, and I went to my son Gabriel, and I said, Gabriel, what if I just facilitate bringing the men together? What if I just create the space and then bring in other men to teach, minister, inspire the, the, the men that were in the room? And that night we stood in our kitchen here in Marietta, and we came up with the name Living Like a Boss. We came up with, you know, the meaning for, you know, the acronym, and Boss was born. And we launched on June the 1st of 2013, and we just had our one-year anniversary event in Greenwood, South Carolina. Our keynote speaker was Professor Griffin, Public Enemy. And now we are taking Boss to our new platform, which is radio. Uh, I remember that. So that's, wow. So it's, okay, so it's been a while. So you're launching a new, uh, a, I guess, a new branch of Boss, Living Like a Boss. I guess we were shortening it now already, right? You're <laughs> a new branch of Boss. So um, tell me tell me what's next, because I remember when you had Professor Griff to come and talk with the men and the promotion that you were doing with that. So Let's talk about the next part of it and how can men get involved and um, just what can we expect going forward? Well, you know, for me, Catherine, um, a big part of what BOSS is is about getting the men involved. It's about actively getting out into the community and helping our men to be the best men they possibly can be. And so for us, it only made sense that when we launched this new radio show that we have a segment where the men can actually get on the air and have conversations we believe that our men need to have and that they need to be a part of. And so that's why we're launching this radio show. Now, there are a lot of other things coming down the road that I can't tell you just now, girlfriend. No. <laughs> but you be on the, the, the lookout for what these men are going to do. And when I say we have found four amazing men, four phenomenal men who are already using their lives to be a blessing to their community, to come on the air with us and now bless even more men, we're just excited to see where this is going to go. We already know that it's, it's a movement. It's something that's alive and it's running ahead of us. We can't even keep up with it, and a lot of men are going to be blessed because of it. Okay, all right. Now, you have brought some men with you on today. Are we ready to add them to the conversation? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, well, those men are on the line. Go ahead and unmute yourself so that you can let us know, you know, what what your part is, what you contribute. And I'm going to step back a little bit uh, right here, Regina, because I want you to lead the way because I don't want to – pull, you know, anything out of order here because I want to get the full essence of what you're doing with Boss. Well, also, what I would like to do first is just have each of the guys introduce themselves and um, get, tell you a little bit of information about them, what they do outside okay. of Boss. All right? And so, um, Danon Butler, why don't you take the lead there? Okay. Good, good evening. My name is Danon Butler. I am... Uh, I'm a, a advocate for my community. I am a uh, anger management specialist throughout the state of Georgia. I'm a case manager for at-risk teens and those individuals who are getting out of prison. 
Um, my my goal, my mission statement in life is to simply put goodness into the world by any means. If it's picking up trash or uh, speaking to youth. Um, and what I hope to bring to boss is um, just having real conversations. Like let's let's address the facts as to what's really going on, because when we acknowledge the the facts, not not the uh, emotional bondages that have been you know uh, bestowed upon us, but those real facts, then we can take uh, awesome steps or effective steps towards um, progressiveness. Here. Awesome, good stuff, good stuff. Alphon Nelson. Hello, it's um, Alphon Nelson. I'm a film producer of, uh, and from that to something production or what have you, we create um, youth-oriented films for parents um, as well as youth. Try to help them with decision making or what have you. Uh, what I plan to bring fosters creativity, and I plan to um, inspire those that feel like they are lost and may be stuck at a certain point in life and don't know which way to go, as well as to wake those up that are sleeping, that don't even know they're sleeping. They're just kind of walking around, living but not living, if that makes sense. It does. I love it. I love it. Gay Robinson. Man, uh, well, I'm Gabe Robinson. I am a psychology major. I guess I'm the other co-founder of Living Like a Boss. Um, I beat people up for a living. That's always fun. Uh, and I guess I plan to bring more of, oh, no, I guess a youth perspective and also someone who studies and just something more open, I guess. Oh. Good stuff. So those are the guys we have on the line with us, Catherine. Those are three of our four boss men. Well, uh, everyone, uh, even just the, the arena of men is, is diverse, and from the age to the backgrounds to you know finding importance. Like um, we started out with Dana and saying, you know, if we're, if we're picking up paper from you know the the youth perspective with with Gabe, they're definitely um, interesting. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> I think um, a reality show might be in you guys' future. Uh, but we keep hearing that, Catherine. People keep saying that. I, this is what I think it would be a lot of fun. It would be entertaining. I don't think it would be like the wretchedness that we see out there, but I think it would be a, a lot of fun. And you have to have Olivia as a part of it. You have to have Olivia. Uh, definitely life of the um, <laughs> of your whole uh, group there. But, guys, uh, I, I want to know from you what – and and we'll start in the order that you introduce yourself in. I want to know for you, what is it about living like a boss that really spoke to you and you said, i got to jump on board? Dane, we'll start with you. Um, basically, it's a, it's a foundation. It's a place uh, where a, a voice can be heard, and not just uh, from any platform. Uh, Instinct Radio is taking taking a step forward in, in, in reference to just radio in the whole, like, uh, and I've said this before that nobody went platinum this year, you know, at, at, from country music to rock and roll. Nobody went, went, went platinum. Um, we, we see people selling newspapers on the side of the road right now. And all of this is, is because of the internet. It, the world is changing. And so, uh, I think instinct radio has positioned themselves in a place where people are going to come to eventually. Um, and so you want to, 
you want to position yourself where people are going to come to. Um, not to say that the traditional radio is, is dead, but it is dying from a, a mathematical perspective. Um, we've, and I myself have been given the opportunity to, to simply voice uh, or to amplify the voice of those individuals who, who need to be heard, who will be heard. Um, and I, I think that one of my one of my things to myself is that, you know, I am my brother's keeper at all times. And I, I think that this show, this program, uh, this movement will give me an opportunity to, you know, be my brother's keeper in all aspects, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. All right. And Alchwand, what about you? What was it about living like a boss that says, I need to be a part of this? Um, the passion that Regina brings, you know, that draw me in immediately. And then when I met the other guys um, and clicked with them, you know, and seeing that they were um, actually putting their heart into it, that kind of grabbed my attention. Um, and also just an opportunity to um, reach a platform and, you know, that's speaking positivity. I mean, we got enough of the negative and the ratchetness out here. So anytime I get an opportunity to speak on a positive um, note, you know, I'm going to be there to do it. So that's what kind of drove me. All right. And, Gabe, I'm not really sure if you had a choice in the matter, but I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing you. But what was it about living like a boss that made you want to really be a part of it? I get forced to do everything, so it's not really a problem. But I guess with Living Like a Boss, it was it was a place where people could discuss actual problems that are going on in the world rather than just typical typical talk that guys talk about, like sports and other stuff. It was a place where we could actually get down to the nitty-gritty and basically just discuss things that are going on. And I guess for me that's something I need in my life because I like things of substance rather than just, than just frivolous talk of just, hey, what are you doing today? I want to talk about stuff that matters. And I felt mm-hmm. like creating living like a boss, it was a place where people could start to talk about things that matter and start to make a change. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to take a thank you, thank all of you guys for um, sharing uh, that with me. Regina, Pam, I want to know that since you're launching this radio show, let everybody know where they can connect with you. How can they tune into it? And give us the date so that they'll know this is the date and times and when I can plug in. Give us all that information. Well, the Living Like a Boss radio show is every first Monday of the month, and our launch is actually December the 1st. Um, The time is always 12 noon to 2 p.m., and that's Eastern Standard Time. And, again, that's every first Monday from 12 noon to 2 p.m. on instinctradio.net. That's instinctradio.net. All right. Uh, you guys are always welcome, you know that, to come back and come back and come back again to let us know what you have going on. Um, I'm I'm just excited about this. Now, I wanted to ask you this while you were, you know, saying earlier, you were kind of disqualifying yourself, like, I'm a woman, let a man lead this. What is it about that that made you feel like you weren't qualified in the beginning? Because you do such a wonderful job, you and Pam do such a wonderful job with the women, but what would have made you think for a Second, that you that you wouldn't be the one that could do this. Um, <laughs> I'm still not the one leading. I'm I'm the one facilitating, and and this is the reason. It takes a man to talk to another man about being a man. 
I've said yeah. that over and over again. I tell my women at our women's event, don't you for a second think you can raise a man. You can do the best you possibly can, but it takes a man who's walked around this world living as a man to teach a young boy or a man how to really be a man. And that's exactly why I knew that I couldn't be the one, I guess you'd say, leading the way or doing the teaching, but I could mm. definitely be the one to facilitate making it happen. It takes a man to help another man. I'm sorry. It, and a lot of women don't like to hear that, but it's the truth. Okay. I can agree with you there. For, so facilitating it. So I'm, I'm glad. In, anyway, your passion is in it, and it seems to have driven these gentlemen whether by force or by choice, uh, into <laughs> doing something that's going to be great for the community of men. And a lot of times our men are left out. They're kind of standing there waiting for us to tell them what to do. Okay, you can jump in now. Okay, come lift this up for me, this heavy thing, or get that off that high shelf for me in life, whether it's our stresses or something physical we need them to do for us. So now there's a place for them to come now, guys. I want to know. Anybody can answer this question. Is this going to be a time of where guys are going to be able to really let their guard down and let their emotions come out, or are guys not supposed to do that? Well, I'm a cancer, so I'm naturally emotional. So I definitely let mine out. And plus, you know, being a creative person, you have to be emotional. So it's natural. And who's that talking? That Al, it's Al's one talking. Okay. Okay. It's pretty natural. So cancer. Okay. All right. Cool. What about the other guys, Dana, Gabe? I I, I think that in, in any situation where you you're gonna expect for people to relate to you, you're gonna have to mm-hmm. let your guard down. I think a lot of times we, as um as, as humans, we kind of we converse uh, depending on where our contributions are, our um those people who cut our checks pretty much determine what we're gonna talk about and how long we're gonna talk about. It. Um, and I think this is an opportunity to kind of uh, not go against against the grain, but kind of to push the envelope on, you know, let, let's get as real as we can um, mm-hmm. so we can reach those people. Because a lot of times when, when I interact with, you know, African-American males and uh, females in the community, like I find that, you know, even in church, you know, we have a large percentage of females in church, but the males, He's not participating because nobody's speaking to him. We're, mm-hmm. we're not being intimate with him in, in, in a way that he can relate to. So uh, mm-hmm. we as men, we, we don't protest and say, oh, you're not addressing me. We simply don't participate. And I think that the only way we can get our men to participate is to be all the way. Well, I think Gabe said it best when he when he uh, described it as, you know, uh, barbershop talk with, with, with a solution. And I think that um, – Although a barbershop is a very public place, you have very intimate conversations that take place at the barbershop. So I think if mm-hmm. we can transfer and transition uh, that atmosphere to, to boss and to uh, instinct radio, I think it will be an awesome program. All right. And, Gabe, last but not least. I would say whenever you create an authentic and genuine environment, naturally people are going to let their guard down. So. I, I would guess that would be part of the goal of Boss is to create an environment where people feel comfortable and they feel like, hey, I can speak from my heart rather than have a guard. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Pam, Regina, I'm glad that you are facilitating this. Gabe, I'm <laughs> glad that you are co-founding this. And I'm, I'm still teasing you a little bit by force, by choice here. Uh, but thank you all for coming to the This Needs to Be Said audience and letting them know that there's a place 
for the men. Now, before we go, ladies, ladies of E-Weight, facilitating living like a boss, let them know one more time where they can connect with you every first Monday of the month. Every first Monday from 12 noon to 2 p.m., they can find us at instinctradio.net. That's instinctradio.net. And, uh, Catherine, I want to thank you. You know, you've always supported what we've done. Um, you've always been a voice out there, you know, screaming e-weight <laughs> uh, to the top of your lungs, and I thank you for that. And to my sister Pam, who is often quiet like she is right now, uh, yeah. I thank you, you know, for your listeners know this. There is no business without Pam Stanley. Pam Stanley keeps the IRS off of my back. She care, takes care of the bills. She covers me so I can get out here and be all Regina sunshiny like most people see me. So, Pam, I love you, and I thank you for your support. Anything you want to say, my sister? Nah, I mean, you know, the support is always going to be there, and I feel like that is my place to cover you because everybody has a role to play. Gabriel was the, one of the co-founders, so I kind of don't have a an issue with standing in the background, which is where I kind of like to be anyway, and letting you guys go out and shine because this is what you're supposed to be doing. So covering you is not actually an option. It's always going to be a necessity for me. I love Maybe it. Maybe that's something you. she didn't have nothing to say, and she said all of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing you, Pam. I love every time I get an opportunity to interact with you all. Thank you for trusting me with your vision and allowing me to share it on my platform, all right? So until next time, until you grow again, I'm going to say um, good luck on your journey or much many blessings. I'll take good luck back. Many blessings on your journey as you guys grow forward. Until next time. How would you like to resolve many family relationship issues without the need for professional counseling? What if you could reach a new peace of mind through better understanding of yourself in relation to others? Your Social World Explained by Spencer Stern is now available on Amazon.com. This must-read, thought-provoking book is a great look at psychology, personalities, and social behavior. Learn how to become a do-it-yourself relationship counselor. Discover ways to best interact with people based on their psychological type. Explore practical ways for getting the best out of various social groups and much, much more. Order your copy now www.bitly bit.ly forward slash your social world explained or search your social world explained on amazon.com with the holidays approaching fast everyone is getting excited but at the same time a little bit scared why because of the ever-increasing cost of gifts this holiday season save on your gift buying by using typobay.com TypoBay is a service that is 100% free and lets you search eBay for misspelled auctions. These auctions won't be found by other people, meaning less competition and therefore better prices. Come give us a try and join thousands of people saving every day with TypoBay.com. Attention all sports fans. Are you looking for some amazing customized items for your man cave? Visit GatorMats.com. Licensed by the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, and most colleges. They offer fan mats of your favorite sports teams. This high quality made fan mat will take your fan cave to the next level. Check out GatorMats.com for fan mats, car mats, even shower mats. They got you covered. Every custom fan mat is made in the USA and promises to satisfy 
satisfy every fan. That's GatorMats.com. Makes a great gift idea. All your friends will want one. Get yours today at GatorMats.com. The sports fan mats like no other. Glastic water bottle. A shatterproof glass water bottle. It's great for any liquid because everything tastes best in glass. A leak-proof lid you can close and toss on the couch without worry. Chances are it won't ever break, but if it does, no worries. The glass is safely contained inside a protective outer shell so you won't have a dangerous mess to clean up. You can safely remove the broken glass and get replacements. Go to GlasticWaterBottle.com to get your very own Glastic Bottle today. That's GlasticWaterBottle.com. G-L-A-S-S-T-I-C WaterBottle.com. What are you waiting for? How would you like to be a part of a global effort that will renovate, restore, and renew Ghana and the nations of Africa? TakeBackOurRoutes.org is a U.S.-based, nonprofit organization that is committed to cleaning up a heavily environmentally contaminated lagoon in Ghana. This lagoon has become polluted with solid waste and invisible pollutants. We are committed to help provide a bright future for both the quality of living and economic growth in the region. Please join us at www.takebackourroutes.org. And he said unto me, write, compose life in ink, think and poetically recite. Allow your pen to mend and send forth the great message of my sacrifice. Do not withhold the truth, but let it explode to the soul I long to mold. Let pages unfold out of you. For exceptional writing, poetry, and more for your business, event, or holidays, check out www.poetnoble.com or follow at Poet Noble. There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That so a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing, they stop wanting anything, they, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like, jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know, that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it, that you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you, it may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract 
phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, you want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. Question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day. Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a saying that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it. To work day and night for To give up your time, your peace, and your sleep If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams. Yes to your unfolding future. Yes to your potential. As opposed to saying no. When you die, die on east. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. 
when you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Today's Daily Dose of Weird News is brought to you by Rock in a Hard Place, a new family-friendly comedy starring Jim Brewer from Saturday Night Live, Eddie Steeples from My Name is Earl, Diane Sellers from Rules of Engagement, John Schlitt from Christian rock band Petra, and more. Get your name in the credits or even be a producer on this project. Details at rockinahardplacetv.com. That's rockinahardplacetv.com. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. The Dixon County Sheriff's Office in Middle Tennessee ended up paying a ransom after a malicious computer program blocked access to their files. Detective Jeff McCliss said that malware on a computer locked the agency's case files, which included autopsy reports, witness statements, and crime scene photos. He says the malware, called CryptoWall, doesn't tamper with files on a computer, but keeps them locked until a ransom is paid. After consulting with the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation and the FBI, McCliss said the agency determined the only way to get their files back was to pay the asking price, $500 in bitcoins. See, now what hope is there for the rest of us if online criminals are so brazen they are demanding ransom from the cops themselves and are getting it? A judge has delayed the Aaron Hernandez double murder trial. A football player on trial for double murder. This sounds familiar. Have we seen this before? Officials say there is no danger despite the smell of a gas leak near a northern Montana city. The only thing that leaked is the chemical that gives the gas its odor. Well, that and the fact that everybody at the plant had Taco Bell for lunch that day. His first marriage just didn't work out, so the actor and environmentalist from Bogota, Colombia, decided to give it a second chance. The man, Richard Torres, loves the environment so much he married a tree at the National Park in Bogota. During the marriage, young girls placed fruits and vegetables at the base of a tree as offerings. And yes, the tree was wearing a dress. Cat lovers in Northern California are pouncing at the chance of spending time with feline company at a new cat cafe in Oakland. Cat Town Cafe is giving dozens of visitors a chance to mingle with furry friends while sipping coffee and nibbling on cat-themed cookies. Okay, now putting Oakland, California on my list of places not to move to. According to a new report, the U.S. economy is picking up speed, and the economy is going to get even better, what with all the new construction they'll be doing in towns like Ferguson, Missouri. Thieves, take note. Your days of stealing baby Jesus from your town's nativity scene are coming to an end. Makers of nativity scene characters say they're getting more requests each year for GPS-equipped baby Jesuses, Marys, Josephs, three wise men, and nativity animals. Interesting. We're the ones who tend to get lost without Jesus, but it's Jesus that gets the GPS. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. Today's Daily Dose of Weird News is brought to you by rockandahardplacetv.com. 
a new family-friendly comedy starring Jim Brewer from Saturday Night Live, Eddie Steeples from My Name is Earl, Diane Sellers from Rules of Engagement, John Schlitt from Petra, and more. Hey, I'm in it too. RockinAHardPlaceTV.com. You can get your name in the credits, even be a producer on the project. Details at RockinAHardPlaceTV.com. Given 
somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, morning, how are you? Fine, thanks, and you? It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit. Despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed a celibate, we rise.
Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. There is an elephant in the room. You got an opportunity to hear from two of the ladies who have been on our show before, the sisters of e who are introducing to their radio platform and as well as This Needs to Be Said radio platform, Living Like a Boss. So that is a platform, a forum for men every first Monday on their radio show. Now we're getting ready to talk with Coach Tony Ussery, the author of The Fitness Game. How are you, Coach? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I am wonderful. I want you to know I did not overeat, and I was so sick of turkey before Thanksgiving Day was even over. Well, let me tell you something. I can't say that. I overate, and I'm I'm, I'm happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do work, it. so I'm good. <laughs> I had to do three Thanksgiving, so I'm good. <laughs> ooh, ooh, you got to hurt. Well, I think I helped yeah. Dallas was out here. Yeah, well, that's all right. We're we're good. Like I said, you know, you you get in shape to be able to to enjoy this 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 oh, this time of year. So hey, absolutely. So I have a question. Get our mindset. Get into it. Yeah, you're good. What was the name of that song that you were just playing? That was Maya Angelou's um, poem, "Phenomenal Woman." Phenomenal woman. Okay. Mhm. I want that. Okay. All right. We're, okay. Yeah. So if you do a now. YouTube search for that, uh-huh. you find it because that's where I pulled it from. Cool. All right. I will do that. Mhm. I so think a lot of people really week, like that piece. Mhm. This week, um, you know, right before the holidays. Matter of fact, I was actually had one of my guys that's been with me for. Like four or five years, we were sitting down and talking about when he first started working out with me. And, you know, it's, it's getting close to the beginning of the year, so he's got a friend that he, he wants to get in the gym. And he was just asking me about the motive, why, why people are motivated and how people get motivated to get in the gym. And, you know, and I was telling him about what we talk about, about it being a proper mindset, and you have to work on that before you work on anything because if you don't, then you're headed for failure. And, uh, but what I wanted to talk to you about today is I want to talk to two different groups today. The group that hasn't gotten off the couch yet and is just now maybe starting to listen to what we have to say, uh, I want to talk to that group. And then I want to talk to the group that I've been talking to for a while. But now what I want to do is before the first of the year, I want to, um, really push to enhance where you are mentally. You know, I, I want I want us to go into the first of the year already prepared that this is going to be a great year, and that we're okay. this is going to be this is going to be uh, the year that we get a lot of stuff done. You know, and so I, I want to to talk to both groups. You know, and what I'm going to start off with is is that group that. Maybe the, the people who still haven't set their goals, the people who are still kind of thinking about it, you know, still trying to, to figure out where they where they are and, and who they are, you know, and, and that kind of thing. That's who I want to talk to first because I think it's important for them to start now instead of trying to wait for the first of the year. That's a trap. And I'm I'm trying to get people out of that, that, that trap uh, of failure because – you know, statistics say, and I've said it before, only 8% of the people are successful when they make New Year's resolution. 
And there's a reason for that. You know, there's a reason that only 8% make it and 92% fail. And that's because those 8%, whether they get there um, knowingly or they accidentally stumble upon it, they get into the the right mindset to be able to be successful. But the other 92%, they're out there trying, you know, and they're out there, they're, they're giving it an effort because they're not in the might in the right mindset, they're they're going to fail. It's just that's just the way it is. And so mm-hmm. I, I want to talk to to that group first. And what I want to say is is you know I understand that sometimes it's hard to get yourself to understand who you are and what you really want in life. It's really tough. You know, because you can sit down and think about it all day long, and it's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, my mind, my mind might change, whatever. You know, so it's like, well, how do I get, how do I get into that thought process to where I really can just understand what it is that I really want in life and what it is I really want to accomplish in life and what's what's my purpose, you know, and what's my passion, and so. I want to put them in a situation where it's getting ready to get real for them. You know, their thought process is going to get real, real. And what I, and and it's going to be, some people tell me this is kind of morbid what I'm about to say, but it works. And so what I want those people to do, if you haven't been able to figure out what it is you're passionate about, uh, what it is that, you 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 want to get accomplished in your life, you know, what 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 your goals are. I want you to consider this. I want you to think about it like this. Think about it. You have an hour to live. Okay, that's all you have. Okay, an hour to live. And somebody, it doesn't matter who, is sitting by your your bed, and you guys are talking, and they've asked you the question. What is it that you regret that you didn't get done in your life? Okay? And I want you to sit down on your deathbed and think about what it is that you're regretting that you didn't get accomplished. What is it that you had desired to do, but you didn't get it done? Because what's going to happen is the things, when you're thinking that, when you think that your time is up, you are going to reflect on things that you didn't get accomplished or things that you wish you would have done or things that you wish you would have changed in your life or, you know, how you wish you really were, it's going to hit you hard. And so this this way, this is going to get real. I mean, because, you know, when you're up against that the wall and, and it's time, it's time, it's your time, you know, there are going to be things that you're going to look back and reflect on and go, Man, I wish. Well, you know what? Why don't we do it now? Why don't we wait? While it's not your time, why don't you start reflecting now, but think of it that way. Go to that that, that morbid, I know it sounds morbid, but go to that place. Because what's going to pop out is your real desires, your real passions that you didn't get accomplished are going to come to the forefront now instead of waiting. You know, and now that and you can now you have time to do something about it. Once you know that, you need to write them down. You need to sit up 
whether you're in tears, whatever you are, you know, whatever this, this puts you and just write and just put them down on paper. You know, it's the, the, it's going to come out, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's powerful. It's scary, but it works. Uh huh. So that's what I want. That's, that's, that's my thing for them to do this week is just to sit down, take the time and do your deathbed confession. Deathbed confession. Okay. And if you've never, you know, I mean, people, because I've interviewed people that have been close to death, you know, and, and, you know, thought they were going to pass and didn't. And they tell me it was super powerful, you know. And so I sat down and did it one day. And, oh, my God, the things that came out were amazing, you know. Didn't like it that I was about to die, but you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. you, you know, but but the things that came out and the desires that I really had and the true desires that I really wanted were like, whoa! I didn't think of that. I didn't think that was, you know what I mean? It, it, those things are going to come, and so uh-huh. for those people that haven't done it, that's what you need to do this week. I can just say, wow. Wow. Um, would this be, uh, would I, if I'm asking to do a bucket list, would that be a, too lighthearted for the assignment you're asking us to do? Is that the same thing? Well, see, the thing is, is that what they found, it was a, it was a lady that, that did the study at a hospice. And what she found out was um, that people, when they, on their deathbed, always came up with their regrets of what they didn't get accomplished in life, and it was it was always a powerful moment. It was like a cleansing moment, based on the fact that you didn't get it done, but you know you you you, you did have a happy life, or or you know whatever the case is. That was one of the, the how they got people through as far as the hospice was concerned. But what she found mm-hmm. was was that most people at that point are so truthful about where they are because, you know, you're taking the last moments to really reflect on your life. And there's Uh nothing in the way because, you know, there's nothing else that's happening except you're dying. And so there's nothing to impede you from the thought process. And based on what you're going through, it's a moment of regret. It's a moment of, of anguish, you know, before you you pass on. But the thing is, is that I look at it this way. If you do it now, you don't have to go through that regret when it's time. Because if you do it now, you can fulfill those desires, those passions, and get them done now. And make them into goals, and make them, and, and, and walk into that, to those things, and get them done, and get them accomplished. So then, when you are on your deathbed, you go, you know what? It's time to go because I did what I needed to do. Uh huh. Yeah, this is a bit of a, a gory visual visualization exercise, but I think that will 
help set it in, into perspective because sometimes or many times I've noticed in life that it's taken something tragic to get people to really appreciate life. And I don't, excuse me, I don't personally want something tragic to happen, so I, I probably, I, I prefer this exercise, even though it's a little gruesome. I prefer this than actually having to go through something to figure that I really do appreciate life. Exactly. Wow. And remember, you your mind, <laughs> you remember your mind doesn't know the difference between real and fiction. So when you go to that thought process, your mind's going to cook in. Take your minute to get there. But when you start going through it, your mind's going to click and it's going to go, oh, my God. You know, so that's why our dreams are so vivid because of that. And so hmm. it's going to work if you t- if you apply it. It will work. Wow. Okay. Okay. So now <laughs> we'll move on to something a little bit happier. <laughs> okay. Because the, the, now the exercise that I want for the people that are already moving and already doing and already going down the road is if, and you don't need this exercise if you if you feel that you, that you're on that the, the proper frequency. But like I talked about, we're all this you know we we're all on on a frequency we work on a frequency and what we need to do is we need to find out what our frequency is you know we need to take the time to figure out how we best work you know and there you know everybody's different everybody has their own frequency but that frequency when you're at your best is is super attractive it's super it's it, it it it's super compelling. It, it, it people people latch on to it because it, it it's it pulls you in like a magnet when you're on your mm-hmm. right frequency, you know. And but a lot of us don't know what it is, don't know where we are, and we and you know we'll we'll hit it every once in a while and be like, man, I'm on I'm on a move, and then all of a sudden we're not on the move, and we get just disheartened because we don't know what that frequency is. It's time to figure it out. It's time to to figure out how we work and you know what what uh what's our melody in life? What's what do we what do we work best under? Because that's how mm-hmm. we're going to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish is by getting on the right frequency and staying there. The consistency of the right frequency. That's what all these people that are super successful if they're the one thing they have in common, they might not have. I mean, think about it. There's a lot of people successful, and there are all kind of different people out there. But the one thing they have in common is, is that nobody throws them off the track of the frequency that they're on. They stay on their their tuning. They stay in on their on their line, so to speak. You can't knock them off, and so. Mm-hmm. Based on that, the consistency of them being on there makes them successful because people mm-hmm. buy into what they're doing and then, you know, and start believing and then it grows. And so that's what we need to figure out. We need to figure out how we flow, what our flow is, 
You know, it's like in sports, you'll see, you'll hear guys just say, you know, I was just in the zone. Yeah. You know? Well, that's some place we want to stay. We want to stay in the zone. We want to figure out how we get there, and we want to stay there. And so the exercise is to for you to sit down and analyze, look at when you were at your best, when you did your best work, how you did your best work. And then you want, want to take notes with this. You want to write down, you know, if you can remember when it was, how you felt, you know, what it is, how you dressed, you know, how you, how, how, how you, what, what your, what your rhythm of the day, did you shower first, what it, whatever it was, you want to start writing those things down, you know, and teach, so you, you know, what music you listen to and you work best at. Mm-hmm. You know, some people mm-hmm. work, work best at some music, some people work best at other music, some people work best with no music. But, I mean, the thing is, is that write all that stuff down. And once you have it down, then what you wanted to start doing is experimenting with it. So this week, your objective is, your exercise is to to sit back and think about the times that you were at your best and you were flowing and you were you were you were moving towards your goal and, and, and being successful, and think about where you were and what you were doing and what the common threads were in those times and write them down. And then what you want to do is start practicing them and seeing how it changes your frequency, you Uh know, because it's time for us to stop doing the peaks and valley thing and just be steady climbing toward our goal. And Uh we get there, but but we have to unlock our own secret. Nobody's going to do it for us. We have to unlock it, and everybody is just different. That, and that's how I train. You know, that's why I train everybody the way I train everybody. Everybody's different. I can't can't cookie cut something and say, okay, this works for everybody, because it doesn't. You know. Uh-huh. And so, this exercise will actually take you to a state of what they of flow, and it takes you to a state of of where you're heightened all the time as far as getting things done and getting things accomplished. And you and it's something that you won't be accidentally running into anymore. It's something that you will be able to turn on when you want to. You know what I mean? It's like uh-huh. it's like anything else. It's like I can turn the light on and off by a switch. But if I don't know where the switch is, I can't turn it on. Now if I accidentally bump into it <laughs> every once in a while and the light comes on then, you know, wow. But then when it goes off and I can't find it again, I'm 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 not on that level. I'm in the dark again. Right. This way I always know where the switch is. I know, and I always know how to how to how to how to hit that switch. I always know how to turn that switch on and off. And that's when we will when we get to that point, we will be at our peak performance and our success will will start to flourish in it would be like time lapse photography. Okay. So two things. For the person who has not moved off the couch, they're gonna have the more vivid, gory um assignment of imagining what they would regret if they were dying right now. Right. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. And for the people who have already started moving, 
Okay, I think I'm stuck on the gory. <laughs> on the gory assignment. What is, what hey, is the assignment hey, for hey, those who are already moving? I got stuck. I did. <laughs> I know that 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 it's 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 a hard one, but the 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 one is to start writing down to start thinking about the times that you were most successful, those times that you were getting things accomplished in your life, those right. times that you were moving forward, and and where were you in your start, zone? Yeah, mm-hmm. and how how and and it wasn't by accident that you got there, even though you might have accidentally stumbled on it. It happened in a certain way. It happened, in, and so you need to to analyze that and figure out how it how you got there. You know, because yeah, you might have stumbled into it, but there were certain things that happened that clicked that put you in that zone. And so we need to analyze that and start writing down those things. And then we need to start experimenting with those things and putting those things in our in our lives. Like for me, I it was a it was a couple of it was a type of music or a couple of different songs and and that list has grown since then that throw me into that state. You know, for me it was it was just listening to some music or listening to uh, or, or going through a, a, a self hypnosis tape or you know something like that uh, for me. That throws me into, you know, my creative, my creative side, my 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 more productive side, and so on a daily basis, I make sure, you know, I go through what I go through to get there. Like, you know, first I figure I figure it out. I, I, I listen to scripture. You know, it's like you know I'll I'll have uh, the the Living Bible. The, the playing in my ears and, and it's being read to me. So I'll listen to scripture for, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. And then, uh, and then I go from there and I throw one or two of those songs in before I start making my day. Then I'll sit down and I'll, uh, and I'm, and, and, and for me, I've already made my list of things to do the night before, you know? And so I'll revisit that things, the, the, my, my things to do list and and then I'll look on it to see does does it need to be modified, you know? And, and as I'm playing the music and 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 looking at my list, things start to to you know the creativeness starts to come, the 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 movement starts to come. And sometimes I change my list, and sometimes I just jump right into it and get it done. You know what I mean? And then when things mm-hmm. come up during the day that that uh, kind of get me off off offline, and and they do because that's just what life is, you know, I figured out how to get myself back online. You know, it might be taking mm-hmm. a couple minutes and listening to a tune, or it might be taking a couple minutes and, and listening to somebody, a speech of, of somebody's. Or uh, for me, every once in a while, um, you know, it's not one of those. I just feel compelled that I need to just, you know, do 30 minutes of workout. And so, because I'm in the gym, mm-hmm. I can. I mean, that's, that's – and so that has – that's how it's kept me in my state. And since I've started doing that, you know, I've grown leaps and bounds. You know, it's like, so my success is is starting to, to go over the top of what I've ever thought it was going to accomplish. But uh-huh. at the same time, I know I have a, I have a lot of places that I need to go. You out? Yeah. All right, baby. Tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Yep. Have a good one. Um, and so, um, it was for me. It, it, it's it's a process that I'm going through and and growing with, but it works. And I and after studying, you know, the 
the components of of the success of of Oprah and the success of you know uh, um, the Microsoft guys and the success of the Apple guys and and you know the different entertainers and what I I found you know the athletes I found the same thing the same thing is true with all of them they all are locked in and they all hit that state more cons- consistently they st- they they hit that 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 level of of high performance consistently and i'm sure that each of them get there differently because we're different human beings so we have to figure out what it is that gets us there individually and that's what i'm this is what this exercise is all about this is getting us to where we're performing highly because i look at it this way part of that is the fact that if i can get you to perform like that mentally then I don't have to worry about your fitness because your fitness is going to come. It's going to be a part of that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like because everybody knows that the the better shape that you're in, the the better your 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 mind works, the better you feel about yourself. You know, it's just part of that package. And so from that's why I'm battling on this side instead of on the fitness side because the fitness side is a given. You know, once you once you've gotten off the couch, it's not it's not hard. You know what I mean? It's not hard to okay. So here's exercise. Here's here's what you need to do, and you'll and when you do it, you you accomplish where you want to go, and you'll get there. But it's all about getting you to that point first, and that's all mental. And so that's why I have no problem staying in the mental side of this the way I do, and fight because once I get you across, like like I said, you got off the couch, now look. You know, it's a part of your life. Every, uh-huh. you know, your thought was, I didn't want to overeat. A year ago, your thought wouldn't have been that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it wouldn't be a part of you. It wouldn't be a part of your, your thought process. It wouldn't be a part of, you know, and when I, and I say that, you might have thought I don't want to eat or eat, but it would have been kind of a guilty kind of thing, and you know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of not where I need to be, kind of thing. Instead of, you know what, this is for my health, and you know, I, I don't need to overeat, but I'm gonna enjoy myself. But I know that I'm gonna get back in the gym or get in shape anyway, so I can enjoy myself and not be guilty about what I'm eating. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's just that change in mindset, and so, you know, this is so important for us to go into this new year with the mindset that we're going to be on the frequency we need to be on to, to accomplish the things we need to accomplish. Because yeah. for me, it makes my job easier as far as, as far as on the fitness side, you know, well, so I've, I've, I have loved all of our conversations because it's that that guilty, like you talk about that guilty feeling, you you're doing things not because you truly believe that you're going to change or you're willing to change, but it would be because of guilt. But this way, I'm having a conversation with myself, and one of two things: what am I going to regret if I was dying right now? And if I'm already in action, when am I at my best? We have those days when we're just feeling marvelous, when when nothing seems to be going wrong, everything's going right. So we have an assignment, and it's for each category. Coach Tony, we got to get ready to wrap up and get ready for politics. But our assignment is for the person who's not moving to picture what you would regret if you have not made the better choices. 
to get physically fit, to be able to do those things, what would you regret if you died today? On the other side, if you are already in action, make notes of when are you at your best? Because we have some down times, but how do you get back? Like what's that moment when you feel like you can conquer the world? So, Coach, until next week, thank you so much for joining This Needs to Be Said, all right? All right, and you have a good one. Thank you. All right, we're getting ready for politics with Valerie's son. So what you got for us in the world of politics? And first of all, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, did you overeat around. too? I did not overeat. I, uh, okay. <laughs> I did not. I, uh, not that I'm necessarily watching my weight or anything, certainly not that. It's just that I did not uh-huh. um, eat a whole lot uh, over the weekend. I, you know, kind of normal. Uh, the menu's always been the same pretty much. So, yeah, it's kind of a normal thing, yeah. not a whole lot. But it's always great spending time with uh, with family and friends over the holidays. Um, of course, today starts a new month. I love the year that we are doing this show. It's, uh, it's wrapping up. We started our last month of the year, the month of December, uh, which is many of our favorite months. It's a great time, uh, great holiday season. So it is wonderful to start uh, today's show and the week off here with uh, December the 1st. As we have this beautiful day here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, with temperatures around 70 degrees. I know some uh, people now that are you know, dealing with cold weather and snow in other places. Um, uh, several things took place here over the last few days. Uh, in the political world, so to speak. But I didn't think any of them were more kind of uh, newsworthy or more so than what happened uh, with the president's daughters. And when I say happened, there's simply the comments that were made and it's been a big story and something to me is just kind of unusual. I've never quite seen a situation like this. What took place was U.S. Representative Steve Fishers, his communication director, Elizabeth Lawton, and her face has been, you know, all over television, most newscasts, everywhere you see Elizabeth Lawton. She actually told the commercial appeal paper, there are comments about Sasha and Malia Obama that she now can see more clearly just how her, her words were. Now, Lawton posted on Facebook that the girls were coming up a little short in the good role model department and they either dress and behave more appropriately, commenting on their appearance or their father's traditional partner of two Thanksgiving turkeys this week. Now, in about an extended paragraph, what she basically said, and actually this is kind of verbatim, said, this Sasha and Malia, I get that you, you're both in those awful teen years you're part of the first family. Try showing them another class. And these respect mm. the parts you play. Then again, your mother and father don't respect their position very much, or the nation for that matter. Ooh. I'm guessing you're coming up a little short in the good role model department. Nevertheless, stress yourself and rise to the occasion. Act like being in the White House matters to you. Just like you deserve respect, not in a sports bar. And certainly don't make faces during televised public events. That's what she posted on her Facebook page. After seeing the president and, of course, his daughter standing beside him again on Thursday as they do the annual uh, two Thanksgiving turkey party. Mm. Now, after the post became topic of conversation on sites such as the Rue, Gawk, Vibe, Long Lee issued an apology. That's what they used to do, right? Whenever you find read for an apology, they used to be able to come up with one real quick. And her apology says, after many hours of prayer, conversation with her family, and rereading her words, she uh, wants to reconsider what she posted. Her statement was, when I first posted on Facebook, I reacted to an article, and I quickly judged two young ladies in a way that I would never have wanted to be judged myself as a teenager. Mm. They went on to tell a newspaper and email, please know that those judgmental feelings truly have no place in my heart. Furthermore, I'd like to apologize to all of those who I have hurt and offended with my words, and I pray to learn and grow from this experience. Now, the key thing about it, in addition uh, to most of rural West Tennessee, Fisher's District occupies much of Shelby County and 
including Germantown and much of East Memphis. You're talking about all throughout the Tennessee area. And, of course, Memphis being a uh, heavily African-American segment of Tennessee. Now, according to what I've read and seen today, she has apparently offered her resignation. Because there were several calls, obviously, for her to be removed, for her to be replaced, and flat out fired. And, again, she is the the, um, communications director for U.S. Representative Stephen Fishner out of Tennessee. And, you know, I've never really seen or heard such comments or, or things posted. I know we're in a different era than we were with some of our past presidents. But now kind of whatever we're thinking, whatever comes to our mind, we can post on Twitter, post on Facebook, and let our expressions be known. But I find it hard to believe that she didn't think there would be some serious repercussions. Because there used to be, and there should, as far as I know, there still are, certain things you can and cannot say about the president. And there's a woman who's working for an actual representative of the United States, someone who's actually in a congressional seat. To come out and make such comments is not like a, you know, I guess an ordinary person just who has no politics is making kind of off the wall comments. It's someone who actually works. So it's just a very peculiar situation. I've never quite seen anything like it. And it certainly has been, uh, as they say, the stories had legs. It certainly is one of the top things I've read and heard of the weekend. It's almost like when I first heard it, I was like, let me sit down and read it. This can't be true. And as I read and saw more and saw her face and, you know, saw it over the weekend, I was kind of amazed myself. And again, someone who's working for a U.S. representative would publicly make such statements. It's one thing maybe if they had a hidden recorder, if she was sitting in a car, she was somewhere talking privately, but actually posts on Facebook and actually makes such comments. And as, and as you, uh, I would challenge everyone listening, actually go on and look at it. They're standing right beside their father. And they, most of us would appear or would think they're dressed like normal teenagers would be. But she certainly thought they were dressed more, more appropriately for a part. And again, she wanted to make sure that that was stated and known. But like I say, what I've seen today, it appears that she has offered her resignation. And I assume had she not done that, she would have had to be removed because, again, you're talking about someone who's voted in by the people. Now, she's not, but, of course, Representative Stephen Fishner is, and she works for him. So you certainly would want somebody like that in your in your um, office working for you. And when I say like that, not that she necessarily tell terrible person. I don't know anything about her. I just simply know the comment that she made. And it's something that's going to be he would have to address everywhere he went for quite a while now. This conversation will come up. I can't imagine anywhere where he would go speak, especially in an African-American area. And, again, he's coming out of Memphis, Tennessee, where this would not be an issue. So you almost have to remove this person because that's all people are going to want to talk about. But whatever your agenda is when you come somewhere and speak, like at a church or mm-hmm. gathering or whatever, that certainly is going to be a topic. So um, her comments have cost her a job. And uh, President Obama, as he does most times, is taking the high road. They're not really responded. But these are direct comments towards her daughter. Surely they've heard words or could hear words. But, again, not coming from someone who is actually working for someone that's in office. So a very interesting situation out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Now, staying with President Obama, um, I actually heard some of the uh, conversations you've done this week in regards to what was happening in Ferguson. We certainly have heard um, so many people come out on so many different outlets speaking about it. But many people have posted, commented, talked, saying they want to hear from the president. Um, some of that I've gotten in the community because, obviously, when he's African-American, they're always going to turn back to what is he going to do about this? What is he going to say? Meaning on the other mm-hmm. side of it, I also want to hear from him because when they see the violence taking place, when they see the protests taking place, he is the leader of the free world. So they want to hear something from President Obama. Now, I know many people listening may think this didn't happen with other presidents. We've had protests. We've had situations. You have to go back and see did the president speak out during the Rodney King incident? Did the president speak out during other riots? I can't remember exactly what took place, but everyone now simply is calling for some kind of reaction from President Obama. Many must remember he did mm-hmm. send Aaron Oner down to Ferguson firsthand to get some information pulled back to him. 
what the president has done is that he's discussing throughout this week, some today and some tomorrow. He's discussing the situation in Ferguson with his cabinet, with civil rights leaders, with law enforcement officials, and many others, again, in these next few days. The White House has said that the president's cabinet meeting will focus on this administration's review of federal programs that provide military-style equipment to law enforcement agencies. The president will also meet with young civil, civil rights leaders to discuss the challenges posed by mistrust between law enforcement and the communities of color. He'll then meet with government and law enforcement officers, as well as many other community leaders, to discuss how to strengthen neighborhoods. Now, protests have continued in Ferguson. They've kind of gotten down some. I did see a few things yesterday, but certainly they've quarreled from where they were on last week. But many more have been, uh, you know, again, sparked by violence here and there in the last week or so. After, of course, the grand jury decision not to indict uh, police officer Dan Wilson, of course, in the shooting of Michael Brown. So, however you may feel about the situation or about the president, now they can say he has addressed it. He's got his cabinet together. It's something he's discussing. Again, here's a man who's leaving office a little over a year and a half. He's close to two years. He's going to be leaving office. But he is putting in place certain things that he wants to take place to continue on after his departure. And, of course, we'll see how they go now that you're going to officially have a uh, Republican cabinet and Republican-led Senate. We'll see exactly what things do take place. But i got to say, if nothing else, he is taking the initiative. He'll sit down with his cabinet. He's basically carrying his schedule. He'll sit down and address this. And it's based on some of the things he's gotten firsthand reports from, again, from Eric Holder when he was sent down to Ferguson to do an in-depth report. So we're going to get some things now and hear some things we did not hear or know before. And we're going to certainly see what uh, steps the president puts in place to make any kind of change, if in fact change can be made for these particular situations. So, again, if we had to pause, you know, I guess that is a good thing. But if, if nonetheless, it will stop people on both sides. How do you feel about this? I'm saying, where's the president? And, again, I think many times he's kind of caught in a catch-22, but there's so many African-Americans, every time something takes place, they want to they want him to speak out on it. And, of course, mm-hmm. he's on the other side, kind of anticipating him saying something because, you know, they feel he has a direct link to what's taking place. So how can this go on? He have nothing to say. So he's really in a tough spot when that happens. And it's like you don't want to not do nothing because, of course, it seems like you get the impression that it's not a big deal. And then you don't want to do too much because, again, you get the impression that you're spending more time with this then you are other things that are taking place, you know, worldwide, globally. It is a small segment. Even though it affects so many people, we are talking about a small town in Missouri. Even if it was St. Louis, you're talking about one small, you know, one small part of the United States. So he's in a very tough spot with so many things. And that's just another example of, you know, of what he has to go through whenever something takes place, again, especially when it's affecting the African-American community. So uh, kudos to President Obama for doing that. Now, lame duck lawmakers. Um, actually returned to work today, facing a stacked agenda. But not much time to get it all done before the new Congress convenes in January. And again, we're going to have a Republican-led, Republican makeover, so to speak, because that's what's going to be taken over, and that's what you're going to see in January. Now, with that taking place, the to-do list includes keeping the government running into the new year, renewing expired tax breaks for individuals and businesses, and approving an offense policy measure that has passed more than 50 years in a row. They also hope to get it done in the next two weeks without stumbling into a government shutdown. Also pending are President Obama's request for money to combat Islamic State militants, not only Ebola, and deal with the influx of unoccupied Central American children who have crossed into the United States. Among the low-profile items on the agenda are renewing the government's terrorism risk insurance program and extending a ban on state and federal taxes on access to the Internet. Now, the President's move to protect millions of immigrants 
from deportation proceedings that make them eligible for work permits appears to have made it more difficult to navigate the must the must do items through a capital where corporation already is in kind of short supply. So it's again, so many things that are gonna to have to be dealt with that you're talking about now in about three weeks. There's many things that can't get passed or at least put on the table because you're gonna have such a swing in um the the decide the Republicans are gonna be in favor of the majority. So when that takes place, of course, many of the things we suggest or many of the things that are put out are going to now be voted on. Some will pass, some won't. If they do not pass and new people come in, they'll pick up from there. So there are a number of things that have to be done. Now, the president's authority to arm and train moderate Syrian rebels to fight Islamic State militants in Iraq and Syria actually expires on December 11th. Lawmakers probably will renew it while postponing the actions of 2015 on a broader new authorization of the military force. Uh, the president has also requested more than $5 billion to pay for sending additional non-combat troops and militants to Iraq to cover other military and intelligence costs associated with fighting the militants. He wants $6.2 billion to tackle Ebola and its source in West Africa and to secure the U.S. against any possible outbreak, also pending a $3.7 billion request to address immigrant children. So you're talking about billions and billions of dollars that people want to sit down and vote on or come to a working conclusion on in the next, really, roughly two to two and a half weeks, because of course it's going to convene for the holidays, and then the new people will take over. So a very interesting time when that does take place. Here locally, we have a night, and uh, I remember well, a night that takes place each and every December, where there's going to be a new swearing-in of everyone we voted in in November. They actually officially going to sit in the diet and take their seats tonight with the county commission. Earlier today, Irvin Carmichael was sworn in, of course, as our new sheriff, replacing Chip Bailey. So we have uh, Aaron Carmichael in office of sheriff. Tonight we're going to see the three leading vote-getters from last year, from November, from last month, which is uh, Pat Coffin. You're going to see Trevor Fuller, who were both already on the board, and you're going to see one uh, African-American female replacing another. You're going to see longtime city council member Emma Scarborough. She's going to sit on the dais, and she's going to replace Kim Ratliff, um, who's now going to be departing from the county commission. So it'll be a very interesting night. As they are sworn in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I miss that? What did you miss? When did it happen that Kim is not going to be on there anymore? Oh, it happened in November. Alice Carburn, the, the three leading vote getters took place, and she was not one of the leading three vote getters. So uh, Commissioner Ratliff is no longer Commissioner Ratliff. Um, Alice Carburn replaced her. So you will have Trevor okay. Fuller, you'll have Pat Coffin, and you'll have Alice Carburn, who, again, many of us around here know is a long time uh, city councilman. She was very active yeah. in politics throughout most of the 80s and 90s. She is returning to politics. She made her triumphant return, so to speak. She will become a member of the city council officially tonight. But yes, that happened back in November. Wow. Okay. Um, of course, a friend of the show. Now, what's going to really happen is going to uh, get heated on um, the phone is going to hit the fan, as they say. When they get out tonight, because in the history of doing this, always the leading vote getter has always been the chairman of the county commission, meaning that. If you and I both run and I get more votes than you, I become the chairperson. Chairperson, of course, has that title, a little more things you can say and do. You're just the middle. You sit right between the nine members. You're right in the middle. You're the front. You lead the front. You know, you do a lot of things that takes place. Or what's taking place now, what's happening, is they want to start their new term um, with a very, again, a very rocky start. For the first time, from what I'm reading here in well over 40 years, the mission I expect to start a new term by choosing a leader who did not get the most popular votes. Five of the six Democrats on the nine-member board are expected to vote to re-elect Trevor Fuller as the chair, bypassing Pat Coffin after a month filled with a bunch of 
I don't know how you say it, backbiting, going back and forth, charges of sexism, all among Democrats. Constant moving the county's leading vote in the last month. She finished with 22,000 votes more than Trevor Fuller got and 18,000 votes ahead of second-place finisher Ella Scarborough. Now, she won the chairmanship back in 2012 after leading the ticket that year as well. But, of course, as we covered here on the show and talked about, she was ousted from her position. The commissioners got together, they voted and decided she would be removed as chairperson, and Trevor Fuller moved over to that chair. And he literally went from one chair to the next chair and became the spokesperson. Uh, seeing the African-American male sitting there being the spokesperson for the county commission. I don't want to make spokespersons if the other people don't have a voice. They certainly do. So I guess the correct word is he's the chairman of it, but not being a leading vote Now, what makes this kind of heated is that they're saying, on one side, you have good reason and really good reason, actually, not to have the top vote get in the position. That's very rare that that takes place because when you get the most votes, obviously there are more people in favor of you winning than anyone else especially when you're talking about a 22,000 vote difference. So imagine you and I running for something. I get 22,000 more votes than you, and then they say you should be in my, you should be the leader. Now, um, Democratic Commission made it clear they're not supporting her. Here's how clear they've made it. Uh, District 3 representative George Dunlap has called Pat Coppin a snitch. Thelma Lee, who represents District 2, says she's a notorious liar and that her nose keeps going. Fuller said the popular votes are one factor but not the only factor in determining who should be in that chair. They just showed you how deep this has gotten. Um, wow. You can't really have a group of people who don't want you to need them. And to me, that's the sort of thing that's taking place. Again, this is what Trevor Fuller said. That basically, you can't put Pat Cotham in that chair when five of the Democrats have already told you they don't speak very fondly this lady. Call her snitch and say she's a notorious liar to make it clear that they don't have very um, good feelings for Ms. Cotham. So one of these two people aren't going to be in the seat. So the, the way it goes back and forth is that she is saying that she deserves to be the chairperson again. She is saying that this is based on uh, unsubstantiated claims. She says it's based on sexism. She has said several different reasons why she thinks they're all against her. And, again, Trevor Fuller is saying that they've come to him showing support, saying they want him to continue to be sitting in the same chair that he was sitting in um, when he feels it then. So that is going to be the most heated thing that's going to take place. Now, again, Ms. Cotton is saying she's not going to give up easily. Last month she flashed a map of county election results to show she won more precincts than anyone. So she normally got more votes. She won more precincts. Uh, Fuller actually did not win any. The one she did not win, Ellis Carper won. So this man didn't win any of the precincts. She got 22,000 more votes than he did. Um, she is uh, unlikely to face any resistance from the Democrats. She's one of only a handful of North Carolina Democrats elected to the party's national committee. Her daughter, Tricia, of course, is a state lawmaker, and her son-in-law is a former state party chairman. She is past president of county Democratic women, and she still chairs the Uptown Democratic Forum with a group of party activists. So we'll see exactly what takes place. I would have to believe that Mr. Fuller will be in that chair because, again, the Democrats seem to be strongly behind him, and he already is in there after she was ousted on last year. And many people, again, will kind of rub the wrong way with her firing and dismissal of Harry Jones. The way that it took place, um, they rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And if you can recall, she wouldn't allow him to speak. She basically told him he had to leave the uh, diet immediately, wouldn't allow him to say anything, wouldn't allow his staff to address him or he to address his staff. So there was just a lot of people that that rubbed the wrong way. And ever since then, this happened internally with the commission. But apparently not so much so that people didn't vote for it. Because, again, by far she was a leading voter. So that will be one of our leading stories uh, on next week when we meet, is who actually is chairing the county commission. But, again, I would expect that it would be Trevor Fuller, but there will be some controversy. Whoever gets in that chair, 
but that both people have clearly stated they want to be the chairperson and they both feel they deserve to be. And the president has been said that the leading vote getter always gets in the chair, like she did last time, but again, they ousted her after she got in. So if you don't keep up mm-hmm. with anything y'all said locally, that will be the top story as they get sworn in tonight. And uh, I'll address the city council next week because they're sworn in actually tomorrow night. But as of tonight, we will have new, we will have one new commissioner. Uh, on the same note, quickly, up in Wake County, four new county commissioners are going to be sworn in tonight, and they plan to immediately focus on two key issues. Um, the key issue that they want to focus on, well, of course, coming in tonight, they're going to come in with Sig Hutchinson, who is one of the first Democrats to come in in quite a while doing it. Now, along with uh, Matt Calabria, Jessica Holmes, and John Burns, John Burns defeated the, the opponents with Joe Bryan, Phil Matthews, Rich Gayani, and Paul Copeland in last month's election. The entire Wake County Board of Commissioners will be in the hands of a single party for the first time that anyone can remember. Our incumbent, Caroline Sullivan, is looking forward to discussing transit options for citizens, including the possibility of a light rail system similar to what they have in Charlotte. Hutchinson read commissioners' plans to meet with the Wake County Board of Education members in the near future. Now, relations between the two boards have been fostered for several years, and they've been over educational spending and the control of school construction and maintenance. Much of the upcoming discussion was centered around funding, but even Hutchinson himself acknowledged the commission don't have all the answers. So you're going to see a uh, board is going to be somewhat divisive, but they're going to have to quickly get and make some uh, huge decisions in Wake County as you see a big change there different than what you see here um, in Charlotte. And finally, a few things that uh, I think are very important that most people, I would give the 90% of the people listening and watching this, uh, the news are not aware of. And there's several new laws take effect actually today, December 1st. We have had several different laws here in North Carolina um, that, that are now affect you either directly or indirectly throughout the uh, state. I'll mention just a few of them. One being uh, a change in the prison system. Prisoners will now be able to give or sell e-cigarettes, nicotine gun, patches, and other essential to inmates. That's prisons. Um, but anyone who gives or sells a cell phone to an inmate or an inmate who possesses a cell phone may be charged with a felony. Prior to that, it was a misdemeanor, and of course, lots of this stands from the case they had in Wake County, where a prosecutor actually, a uh, hit was put out on him from an uh, uh, inmate who had to have access to a cell phone. Um, agriculture safety. Agriculture facilities are added to a list of places where uninvited parties may be charged with first degree trespass if you come into an agriculture safety area. Firearms. The penalty raises to a felony for anyone guilty of a second or subsequent offense of carrying concealed firearms in public without a permit. This is on your second time. Detention officers working for a sheriff can carry weapons on school grounds when discharging their official duties, which they could not do before. Air rifles and BB guns are no longer defined as dangerous firearms in Anson, Cleveland, Harnett, Stanley, and Scurry counties. They opted out of that definition in a section of the law that deals with children using guns under adult supervision. BB guns and the like are still dangerous firearms in Caldwell, Durham, Forsyth, Gaston, Haywood, Mecklenburg, Stokes, Oak, Union, and Vance counties. BB guns are still considered as very dangerous firearms. But again, if you live in another county, you may not be aware of that. Protecting those who serve. Anyone who assaults or threats another person as retaliation against a legislative officer, executive officer, or court officer for doing his or her job may be charged with a felony. It is also felonious to attack or threaten those officers directly. The new law seeks to protect their families and associates, as well as their offices, homes, and cars. And, again, that stems from what happened in Wake County where we had a prosecutor 
actually be attacked and kidnapped, and there was a big story that took place. And as it boiled down to it, it actually was coming from an inmate who was alerting other people in his family and other associates to go and do this. So now, just a mere threat of that, there's a very felonious act and it dealt with as such when prior to that it was not. One of the key things is now waiving trials. An individual charged with a criminal offense may waive a jury trial and instead let the judge handle the case unless the state is seeking a death penalty. So to make that clear, unless you're facing death, you can go in and say, I want a judge to hear my case and I want one person to make a decision as opposed to a jury. Everyone listen to it here. You can go run for a judge, have your case heard, and let the judge make a decision. If, in fact, that's your uh, solution. That can work for you, work against you, but that is an option that you did not have before. Again, unless you're seeking, unless the state is seeking death penalty, and then you're going to have to go to a jury. But those are just mm-hmm. two of the new laws that have taken place as of December 1. There will be several other laws that will take effect January 1. And we'll go into it. And that's how many people get kind of in situations that they're not aware of laws or they refer to the law used to be this, the law says, and they're not aware that what happened just a year, matter of fact, just a month ago. It's not different. So that same firearm you had a month ago can now be a felony. So it's very important wow. that people are aware of laws and new laws. But the crazy thing about it is many of these laws are the laws we actually pass ourselves. These are the things we actually vote for. And certainly we put people in office that are in favor of these laws. That's why they've been passed. So when laws change, many times you're not aware of it. That's what happens. And then they come and show you where it's a felony. And you know, then you're all in the uproar and they'll tell you, man, this has been a felony for a year. Or this has been in effect for three months, six months. Any time we're just not aware. So, again, there'll be another list I'll be able to give you in January of other laws that are going to take effect. And then by then you'll have to compete, switch um, up top in the Senate with the Republican land, and we'll see what takes place and goes down. But those are some of the major things that have taken place here in the last week, uh, politically. And, again, many of these things, almost, almost all of them, you can see and gain knowledge of simply by watching the first five minutes of the news, reading the front page of almost any national newspaper, whether it be online or whether it be in print. Um, you can also hear there's many of our radio stations I listen to in the morning. Now. I have some type of uh, news segment or political segment that they do uh, in the morning. So there's many, many different outlets for you to hear these things. This gives you an um, emphasis of how many people, number one, care about politics, how important politics are, and how often that they change. And, again, once you start hearing it's almost like three to two years, you can't get away from not hearing it. But that's what happened. I have talked to several people that told me in doing so, they have agreed with me. Just by watching the first five minutes of the news, I don't think there's ever time nothing political is on there. But if you want to listen to this show, you go to um, my favorite app on my phone, which is uh, The Elephant. And this needs to be said. Once it's downloaded, not only can you hear this show and segments of the show, you can hear the other wonderful shows that I've listened to myself when you discussed Dr. Cobb. Again, I heard some of your opinions on things that took place in Ferguson. Those are the opportunities I get when I go to my app and I'm able to sit down and listen to the other shows. You can do the same. And, again, there's so many wonderful topics that are covered throughout the week. All this needs to be said. I'm only a small, small segment, small voice of what takes place throughout the week. As far as directly with talking politics, you log on to Facebook and you go to Valerie Sun, B-A-L-E-R-I-E, Valerie Sun. On there you can link to talking politics. When you link on talking politics, you see several different articles of things that have taken place this week. Things that take place uh, maybe last week, things that are kind of hot-button topics. And you can comment on them, read them, and stay informed on them when you go and do those things. Those are the easiest ways certainly, to contact me. You can write something directly on my page, or you can do the same on, uh, as needs to be said, as many people have done. So those are the ways to contact us. We certainly have gotten questions and different uh, inquiries from different people. We try to address those things as often as we can. But, again, just watching the first five minutes of the news, reading the front page of the paper, 
listen to the radio. You hear many of these same things that are taking place. So now when you tune in tomorrow on the news and you see who the new chair of the commission is, it should remind you that you heard this on uh, our very own Talking Politics show. So those are the easy ways to do it. And, again, many of you have been doing that uh, on a consistent basis. All right. Well, thank you. I'm still sitting here going. I remember seeing her on the ballot, Ella Scarborough on the ballot, but because the county, is it the um, city commissioners? They are split up in, the county commissioners are split up in districts. I didn't realize that we were replacing someone with that. Well, I didn't know who we were replacing. Let me put it that way. Now, the key with her, she's running at large. People were talking about right. running at large. Right. Now, the district still has their own. People, many of them were unopposed, such as George Dunlap. They were unopposed. So they pretty much are going to say there's no changes in the uh, districts. The changes were in at large, and really the only changes, Ella Scarborough replacing Kim Randall. Everything else, Mr. Mr. Fuller and Ms. Cotham were already on the board. They just simply were reelected. So that was the only change mm-hmm. in place. Kim came actually in fourth place. Ms. Scarborough came in second. It was uh, Pat Cotham, then Alice Scarborough, then Trevor Fuller. And Kim Ratliff came mm-hmm. out of Trevor Fuller. And it was the top three positions. So that's the only change that took place. You have one lady replacing another. Everyone else pretty much is still the same, even though there will be some people leaving uh, next year. But right now, everything's still the same. Just had one just had one change. But that will officially okay. be sworn in tonight. Yes, yeah, so and Ms. Scarborough would like to sit in the chair tonight. And when they have their commission meeting tonight, she will be sitting in the at-large chair. She'll be rolling on with the commission tonight. Well, as always, thank you for giving us that information here on This Needs to Be Said. And those that are in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg area, we will be tuning in so that we can see this and um, do some more homework <laughs> in the world of politics. Thank you so much. And I was wondering what was said and how that was handled about um, the president's daughter, discussing so thinking, wow, somebody has to really be bold. So while you were talking, my mouth was like in horror, like I can't believe, but people never cease to amaze us during this um, president's um, term here. So we have a year and a half to go. I, I'm sure there's some more shenanigans we'll see. But that, woo, oh, if nothing else made him speak up, I was <laughs> sure that was going to be the thing. We're going to get out of here, and we'll see you back here on next week for Talking Politics again, all right? All right, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.